crew. Welcome back, everyone. And yes, we are actually now on the streets. So it's easier. What's up? I was gonna go like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Why'd you ruin my flow? What? I figured it'd be easier for you to sit in between us so you can just pass it. I could do that. You want it? Okay, I'll do. I mean, whatever feels comfortable. If you want to run the show, Sky. No, I was kidding. No, that was actually a good idea. Um. So welcome to our new segment called 3PC on the streets. Yes, it's on the streets. You're going, what is on the streets? Well, this makes no sense. What do you mean? It's our new segment where we talk to people, friends, colleagues, what have you, because it is summertime and it is too goddamn hot to have people in the loft. But I'm, you know, you might be thinking, well, it's just Jesse. Where, where's Bethel and Joe? And uh, actually, they're not here today because I got two other people here, great people, two of my good friends. First one being Sky and Todd, and they're my, they're two of my very good friends, and I'm here to talk to them about Mass Effect Andromeda because they are the only ones that I know so far who have actually played and beaten the game. And it is a game I'm probably not personally going to be playing myself. So that's why I want to ask questions about Mass Effect Andromeda. But before we do any of that, like we do on every episode of Third Party Controller when we have guests, as I always like to ask, Sky, you going first. Um, what kind of game, how did you get into video games? And what is your favorite game series? Um, my dad was an IT guy, so we always had electronics around the house, and his thing was to get me a laptop as soon as I could have one, and my first game system was like a Game Boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. I played the shit out of Nintendo until, like, I was 16. Uh-huh. So I think my favorite game series is probably Dragon Age. Dragon Age or Mass Effect. So out of all that, okay, Dragon Dragon Age or Mass Effect. So you only have to choose, you can only choose one. So which would it be? Dragon Age. Why? I'm more into the fantasy type of role-playing games. So for if for people listening who probably aren't that familiar with Dragon Age, how would you sum it up? Uh, typical Lord of the Rings style RPG. Fight zombie-like creatures, have medieval politics, different races make your own choices for the most part and bang who you want. (laughs) Banging is the most important part of it? I mean, it's a part of it. (laughs) (laughs) What are some of your most, like, your favorite gaming moments out of your entire life of playing games? What is a moment that you, that, like, when you think back, that is your crowning achievement or your most memorable moment? One of the two. Uh, played through Super Metroid on three energy tanks and had a 14-minute battle with Kraid that ended at one XP. You're too hardcore for me, Sky. (laughs) (laughs) Thug life. (laughs) Same question to you, Todd. How did you get into games, you know? And also, what's your favorite gaming series? 
My parents got me an NES system when I was a wee lad. And I played uh, Battletoads and Double Dragon oh, back in wait, the day. The combo one? Yeah. No, no, no. The original Double Dragon okay, and Double okay. Dragon 2. Yeah. Yeah. Because they did. They did a cross of uh, Battletoads and Double Dragon on Super Nintendo. Really? Did you know that? Yeah. No. I didn't. I was too cool for the Super Nintendo. I had a Genesis. <laughs> I missed that boat. I'm sorry. But, I, but not really. I really liked my Genesis. But um, favorite series? Um... Probably Knights of the Old Republic. I love those games. I want a new one so bad. And the MMO, I wanted to like the MMO, the Old Republic, but it just, it, it was too grindy. It was too much of the same, especially the end game. It just didn't catch me. Not like the stories in the first Knights of the Old Republic. The first one is definitely the best, though. There's the the whole thing with Revan. I don't want to spoil it. If I if someone hasn't played it, I'm not going to spoil it. But yeah, the, yeah. the whole thing with Revan, there's nothing like it. That was probably my first Bioware game, and uh, one of my like I think Knights of the Republic one is my favorite. I never bothered with two because it was always like it was so so. In my opinion, the second one is a little too easy because oh. and. In the first game, you have to fight the end boss by yourself. In the second one, you have, you have your whole team in the last yeah, one. Yeah. And I don't know. They improved the companions in the second one, but at the same time, I kind of didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, all right. It, did you go light side or dark side? Dark was definitely the best. That had that... Um, I, I did both. I played them all so many times, but... I played the first one light first and then dark, and then after that it was always the dark side first because they had the best abilities. And the, they always had the, um, what was it called? This life siphon ability where you would essentially just put your hand up in the air and it would take all the, it would do a life drain from everyone around you. So the more people that you were fighting, the more life it would steal. It was just broken. It was such a broken <laughs> game mechanic that once you got it, you just couldn't die. It was yeah. fantastic. <laughs> I remember I played light side as well, then I did dark side, and at the end, I did the thing where I killed everybody on my team, and I felt so, no, no, after I did that, Even I felt, everyone except the one that got away was the other dude, I forget his name. Wow. The other dude. I never the liked him. The dude that did the thing with the stuff? Come on. He was like the only guy there. Um... I don't know. In the first one? Yeah, in the first one. Was it Can was it Candras? Yes, Candras. He took off. He he took off and left. But I remember when I killed everybody, because I was like, if I'm gonna go dark side, I'm gonna go full dark side. And after I killed everybody, I felt really bad. You didn't did was it an option to kill HK, the assault droid, the assassin? I wanna say because HK kinda had the, the evil side to him, I, he stayed with me. Yeah, he was definitely the best. His yeah. voice lines were perfect. I just loved it. HK is probably my favorite droid in a Star Wars. And then when they did the new uh, Rogue One, what was that droid's name? Anyway, the, the, the cocky droid, I was like, that's he's nowhere near as cool as the other one. I, I don't remember his name. <laughs> it's going to kill me. I'm, I'm probably going to look it up. <laughs> um... Okay, so same question for you. What is your favorite or most your your, your best gaming moments? Whether it be like 
the one thing you can think of like that pops in your head, your favorite memory, moments, what what have you, anything? I don't know. The probably one of the only things that really stands out where I was just like, yes, was probably the first time I finished Molten Core in World of Warcraft. The, oh, the original raid because it took like we were doing it for like six or seven hours because we were all we were all stupid we had, it was a like a full 40 person raid and like one of us had done it before so we were doing it for like seven or eight hours and then when we we finally finished it it was just like that, that's it that's it that's all I got there's nothing better than that no 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 it took forever like Forever, those Warcraft raids killed me, man. They were so rewarding at the end, but it took forever, forever. But yeah, like they were doing it every week, raids every week. By the time we got down to it, but it was such a drag. Not a drag, but it's such a time investment. Raiding in the Warcraft, it's just ridiculous. Nothing has ever been the same like that. I guess some of the Destiny raids were kind of like that, but... I'm gonna flip the script real quick. I'm gonna do something a little bit different. Something, something we usually do on the podcast. Since I have you two special guests, all I gotta ask is Sky. Yes. What's up, fool? Where you going, fool? To my pad, fool. For reals, fool. Nah, fool. I'm going to the store, fool. What's up? For real, going to the store. That's fucked up. For reals, fool. For reals, fool. Yeah, fool. For real, fool. Yeah, fool. Damn, fool. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. It's not cool. Don't never lie to friends. Um, currently, I'm going back and forth between Overwatch and Horizon Zero Dawn. I just helped my sibling pick out games for a PS4 the other day. So I've been helping them level up, even though I'm like 200 levels above them. Uh-huh. It's fun. How are you enjoying um, Overwatch right now? I've kind of, I haven't played in a while, but like I've, I've seen you and Todd actually on it every other night. Sometimes you guys are playing it still consistently. I don't. I'm not saying I dislike it. I just kind of fell off of it. But what I like about Overwatch is when they had their last event, I jumped on and and I played a match, and I never felt like I was behind. Like I could still catch up. I yeah. didn't feel like everyone was more advanced than me. But. Was that, the was that the anniversary event? Yeah, it was that one. I've just <laughs> been playing on and off. I used to play regularly, like the first three seasons, but haven't had enough time to play video games lately. I mean, last season I climbed 1,500 SR and competitive, and I'm hoping after shitty placements I'm going to do that again this time. 
Damn. Yeah, it's fun when you end up having to play a healer in competitive because no one wants to play healer. And then all of a sudden I make all these friends that main healer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, sweet, I can be DPS and tank again. I just... <laughs> I recently downloaded because of the sale Surgeon Simulator and I Am Bread. Oh, yes! <laughs> so I'm excited to sit down and play those and Amnesia for the umpteenth time. That's about it right now. We kind of talked about this before recording, but what was your favorite thing from E3? I was really excited for the announcement of Metroid Prime 4 being worked on. I thought the series was dead after Other M. Beyond Human looks really fucking awesome. I'm excited to see Monster Hunter come to the consoles and not just handheld. Um, what else? Call of Cthulhu. I'm liking the new Uncharted. Yes, that looks cool. And even though I was disappointed as a Mass Effect fan to see that the, they really devoted all their time to Anthem instead of the new Mass Effect... I'm still excited to see where Anthem goes. Yeah, that's about it. Todd, what's up, fool? <laughs> I've been going back and forth between Persona 5 and Overwatch. So. Yay, Persona 5! Woo! It's pretty great. All the little high school drama and the Personas, stealing people's hearts and such. I like it. <laughs> um... I play Overwatch almost every day. I can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. I play a lot of Lucio. It's true. <laughs> I might be okay. I do alright. Um, they they just announced Doomfist. Have they they said when he's coming to consoles? Because I know it's the they released for uh, when they do the PC early kind of access, whatever it's called. What, the did they say? PTR? Yeah, the PTR. Um, have they said when it's actually going to come out to consoles? It's on the computer public test realm right now. It'll probably hit consoles next week. It's usually a week or two in between. Because it hit them... They do the updates on Tuesdays or late Monday night, but it's usually Tuesday mornings. And so it's been on the PTR for a little bit over a week now. or about, And then it's usually two weeks in between. So it should be next Tuesday. What has been? What was your favorite thing uh, at E3 this year? Favorite thing at E3, definitely the anthem announcement because Iron Man suits. I want that. <laughs> they they lead, led me in with the little story bit, but then they walk out of the town and they get into an Iron Man suit and fly away, and I want that. And then the other one was Beyond Good and Evil too. That game looks cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then did you see the one where they did the gameplay demo where the guy was actually yeah, yeah, playing? Yeah, where they were like like. The tech demo thing they were doing. Yeah, the tech demo. The, um, where he landed on top of the elephant statue and he pulled the camera back so you could see how big the game actually was. And he was it's like, yeah, I see how I flew that little ship and you can actually park it inside that bigger ship and fly that bigger ship into space and go to a different planet. I want I want that. I want I want that. <laughs> um it it was it looked cool. The only thing that was kind of a bummer was I heard it's a prequel it's set before the events of the first Beyond Good Beyond Good and Evil so it's kind of oh you didn't play the first <laughs> Todd's like I, I didn't play the first so I don't care uh, but yeah I was like oh that's kind of a bummer like you don't get to see those people but it still looks cool it looks really good it better have that that level of profanity 
that they had in the trailer. Profanity, yeah, because yeah, dude, that was great. The monkey was like, "Hey, motherfucker!" That was cool. You didn't like it? I, I'm not lured in by the language. I don't care. It's all about language for me. No, it, it, honestly, language use in a trailer is just kind of like a gimmick. Like, look, I'm hard edge. Like, hey. we can cuss, thug life. <laughs> And uh, we're actually now on the streets, the actual streets. Uh, we just came out of where, Sky? Barrel House. And what is what is Barrel House? Uh, it's a nice little sampler bar. Try over there 101 beers. Uh-huh. Are you intoxicated right now? <laughs> I am quite intoxicated. <laughs> what about you, Todd? Yes? No, I'm not. <laughs> That's not what we're here for. We're here to talk about Mass Effect Andromeda. Now, this game got a lot of flack. You know, a lot of... You know, it was... Uh, they did the EA Early Access on Xbox, and people started making it a meme. The graphical glitches. Uh, the dialogue. Uh, the facial features. Before the game released, Mass Effect Andromeda wasn't really perceived in the, the, the greatest light. Now, what I want to know from you guys is... Did you guys know that beforehand playing the game? Um, did that affect your thought of it and your first impressions? I'll start off with you, Sky. Um, I did know this before the game, about three days before it released, when it was available for early access. A bunch of my friends started messaging me about all the glitches they were having, how the game didn't seem like it was polished and finished, mm-hmm. and they weren't really sure about where it was going. And then I kept seeing article after article about how it seemed like the game wasn't what was expected or promised. The amount of fucking articles on graphic glitches was ridiculous. People getting stuck in walls, just people's faces not moving right, dialogue being awkward. And me and some of my friends who were really hyped on it got really uncomfortable. So it definitely affected my perception of the game. I wasn't as excited for this game I pre-ordered. Mm-hmm. And definitely spent a lot of time reading reviews even before picking it up to see if it was still worth it. So were you on that... Were you kind of like, I'm not sure if I'm going to pick it up? Were you on I that level? I was very unsure if I was going to pick it up. I spent... I read so many different reviews to try and get opinions on what it was like and if it was worth the $60. I figured otherwise I'd pick it up when it was cheaper. Um, little side note. Now you can actually buy Mass Effect Andromeda for 20 bucks. Yeah, so... <laughs> and what, it's like... It's July now, so... Um, but, um, even without that... Thanks, Jesse. What, what? Oh, I said thanks, Jesse. Uh, for what? For letting us know that we bought it full price and now it's 20 bucks. For what? Say it again. For letting us know it's 20 bucks now after we bought it full price when it came out. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I'm letting the it's audience okay. know. It's, that. It's, it's just No Man's Sky all over again, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's like that. Oh. Uh, not the same. I didn't even bother with that game. Is I. 
right. My collector's edition is called the Disappointment Box. Oh. <laughs> That's true. Okay, so... <laughs> It seems like what? What's up? What are you gonna I, say? I still have mine too. It's <laughs> my box of shame. <laughs> so, so, okay. You and it seems like you ended up getting it anyway, right? Yeah, I did. So, what was your first impression? Like actually playing it? Let's for however long you played it. What was actually, regardless of how you feel now about it, what was your first impression? Um, first impressions. Gameplay was interesting. It's nothing like the other Mass Effects, and while I ended up growing to love the gameplay style, they just kind of throw you in no tutorial on how to do anything. Mm. So that was very confusing. And spending hours on blank open-world EOS bored the ever-loving shit out of me. It took a long time for me to get into that game somewhat. Yeah. So what was EOS? What is all that? EOS is the very first planet you get to in the game. It's... Kind is it kind of like, like Grand Canyon? Is it kind of like Mass Effect Citadel in the first one? You know no. how it's like right now? No, it is not the Citadel. The um, Nexus is essentially your Citadel. Oh. But Eos. You don't know what the Nexus is, do you? I don't, and I don't plan on knowing. Just faking it. It's. <laughs> yeah, it's where all the colonists go. It's the main ship. That's in the new game, right? Yeah. It's okay. pretty much you have the arcs for each of the different species, and it's supposed to be an intergalactic space station where you dock all of them. It's supposed to be this game's version of the Citadel. There's a bar, it's where people live and work and do life. So that was your first impression of it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, same thing for you, uh, Todd. When you heard about it, like all the memes, everything that was wrong with it, uh, did that make you want to not purchase the game? And then, it seems like you did. How did you actually feel about it when you actually got it? Your first impression. So, I saw the initial bad reviews before it came out, and I was like, you know what, I don't care. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it anyways. I love the first three. They all had their own things that I loved and didn't like about them, so I figured if people had problems with the first three, they were going to have problems with this one too. So, fuck it. I'm going in. So I went ahead and bought it, and the story wasn't as compelling in the beginning. It was just like, no, why? Why is everything happening? They didn't do a good job of explaining exactly why everything was going on. Mm-hmm. And even later in the game, you kind of get an impression of what's going on with it, but at the same time, it's just like they don't do a good job of explaining what's going on, in my opinion. Yeah. And then um, the, what really hooked me was the combat. I really liked what they did with the combat. It's like Sky said, they did, the tutorial was non-existent. They were just like, get in there, go do it. Were, were they trying to more of like, hey, you? we're assuming you played Mass Effect before, so we're not even going to try? Like, is this a game someone who did, if you were a fan of Mass Effect, you can get into? Is that? Do you think that's why they did it that way? I don't think so, because the gameplay and stuff was nothing like the original Mass Effects. They didn't even have, like, they still had the choice system, but they didn't even have, like, the morality system in this game. It was like they were trying very hard to make something Mass Effect recognizable, but new. I agree. There wasn't, uh, the Renegade and Paragon system wasn't there. It was just like a, I don't even know, there was like a, a logical choice, um, I forget what the other ones were, but there were like three or four different 
choice options for the dialogue and it kind of felt like it didn't really matter which one you chose it kind of just went forward regardless mm -hmm. but uh, it was I don't know if it was better yeah it wasn't like one or the other but it, it didn't really move the story forward depending on what you chose it kind of just was like oh you said that cool let's go so what made you keep going on playing the game? Um, I put it down for a little bit. My boyfriend got like 10 levels further than me and told me it gets much more interesting. So I kind of sighed and picked it back up. And once I started exploring the other planets and the companions started talking more and the story moved along more, I found it more intriguing. I really liked exploring most of the planets. One of my favorites is actually a fan hated one of this game, Havarl. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you agree? Yeah, the ice planet. First. No, Havar oh, no, was, the, 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 was the mostly vertical, lush planet. Oh, that one with the, the jungle kind of stuff? Yes. Oh, really? People didn't like that? So many people I've talked to hated that one. Uh, what about you, Todd? What made you keep going? I really like the combat system, how you weren't locked into a character class like in the older ones. The combat system was very good in this game. I liked how you had to spread out the character options and could mix and match like what you wanted out of Sentinel and Biotics and combat. Yep. <laughs> Did I steal your line, Todd? Stolen. Oh shit, I'm sorry. Thunder stolen. It's okay. That's that's the main part of it. You could just play however you wanted, and then you could respec. It's not like it was pulling teeth respecting. You just walked up to a doctor and was like, I don't want to change my stuff, and they charge you up five hundred credits each time. But I never had a problem with no. credits. I don't know. I ended the game with like fifty thousand something yeah, credits. It, it was never. It was never a problem changing. If you ever wanted to change, it'd be like, oh, it's this much. It'd be like, oh. Darn, let me let me dig deep in my pockets for that jump change. Like there it was never a lot of money, so if you ever wanted to change what you were doing, it was real easy. So um <laughs> so you finished the game, um, you ended up beating it. Uh as a whole, how was Mass Effect Andromeda? Um, I thought it was an okay game. It definitely wasn't the best game, but it definitely lived up to what I read from the majority of reviews. Characters weren't fleshed out enough. Story takes too long to get into and find out who the main villain is. But very worthwhile for the combat. I liked how it wasn't so linear. You really had to figure out strategy with your teammates from time to time. Oh, nice. Same for you, Todd? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I It wasn't, like she said, it wasn't the best game, but I still enjoyed it. The combat was solid. I, I liked the multiplayer, too. The multiplayer was actually pretty fun. Multiplayer was really great. I've spent a lot of time unlocking shit in that. Though, honestly, for me, Mass Effect overall was like, they tried to take the series and make Space Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah, they definitely did. Um, I just don't think Mass Effect benefits from an open world. Really? I thought it felt better when you had the specific well thought out mission on each, like multiple well thought out missions on planets. And it wasn't like little things where you had to go find one little thing, get one line of dialogue, then travel 15 minutes across the planet to get another bit of dialogue and then leave the planet. There's nothing that just felt like a go to like mission, like you're dungeoning. Mm hmm. 
it was just you could do whatever whenever there was no block yeah my problem was all the like the the errand quests where you would do something in one planet and be like oh yeah there was this other guy on the other side of the solar system you should probably go see him to finish this and you would just spend your whole time traveling from planet to planet trying to finish a quest and it's like why can't i finish this here (laughs) is it really so hard to finish a planet like just finish one quest like in the same area like just go to one spot and go to another spot and it would just send you from planet to planet at the end it was, yeah, it wasn't so bad in the beginning, but towards the end, when you were starting to get into the companion quests and stuff like that, it would just send you all over the solar system, not the solar system, the galaxy, to get, like, a shred of experience or progress a plot line. You'd just be traveling all over the goddamn place. Um, how was the story and characters? Because, for me, playing the first three Mass Effects, I think... A lot of it had to do personally with like how the story was and and your companions and your characters that you got attached to. Did this have the same qualities as the other Mass Effect games, or was it lacking in that area? Um, I honestly think it was mostly lacking when it came to characters. One of my favorite parts of the original Mass Effect trilogy was after you finished like a big story mission or a big like arc in the game, you'd go back, talk to your companions, and they would all have like a few minutes of dialogue with you that would really advance things and you can ask questions and it would go through cutscenes. All these characters had like a sentence or two to tell you. You get to respond maybe once or twice and that's it. And they don't often have new things to say. It just didn't feel like you built character relationships as genuinely. Mm -hmm. I feel like the story went along very nicely. And the ending definitely set it up well for like a secondary game. But it just took so long to get into with all the menial tasks you had to do on the other planets. Same. Yep. (laughs) You feel the same way? Yeah, that's pretty much summing it up right there. The the companion and interaction was a lot more shallow or a lot shallower than in previous ones it would it would just be a little bit here and there after each mission they'd be like oh that sucked or that was great or maybe we should have done something different and then that was kind of it instead of discussing the deeper parts of what could have happened or where it could have gone or being like i don't even know if any of them ever reacted negatively to what i did was like yeah. never got angry like Oh, why'd you do that? You pissed me off. Actually, no. There was... Was there one that did that? With, um... God, what's his name? Charles? Yeah. Well, that wasn't as much as a bad thing as it was a revelation. But that's, like, spoiler territory. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, it, it sounds like it was it was lacking in characters, but the story was good? <laughs> neither the, neither the, so really. characters and story were not that great. It wasn't that great. No? I, like, I wasn't pulled in, like, in the other Mass Effects. Like, oh, what's going to happen next? Or who's this big bad person pulling the strings? It was yeah. just kind of like, I guess I'll go see what's happening. Yeah. But I, I was really looking forward to just blowing stuff up. <laughs> story was slightly better than the characters. But, I mean, I really didn't feel all that much of a draw. It was more entertaining the closer I got to the end, but even then, there were some missions that just went by so fast. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, uh, there there also was, like, a, a lot of the, um, what, what Mass Effect was getting a lot of crap for, too, was the graphical glitches. Did you guys experience a lot of that stuff? I watched my character glitch through the wall a few times. 
I watched plenty of times when a character would blink, it would glitch through their eyeball. That was fun. <laughs> that like right through their eye, just like popping like out. Like you would see like the skin go through their eye and back up. Oh. Shit. Uh, what about you, Ted? Uh, the the facial expressions when they were talking were really messed up when it first came out. It was just like a instead of the facial recognition kind of thing where you could see their mouth reacting to what they were saying, it was mm. just like a, I don't even know what to liken it to, like the old, like an old Muppet kind of thing where it was just going wah, 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 wah. And then apparently they were saying some really deep, significant dialogue, but, but their, but, but, but their eyes, nothing else changed. Yeah, just the mouth just moved the, up and down. Yeah, just their mouth opening and closing. It didn't have any facial expression. It didn't re like mm -hmm. make O face, like an O. Oh, okay. Well, like, you know, when you're making the O noise, you kind of make the yeah, O on the bass. Oh, yeah. like nothing like that when they were talking. It was just like a Muppet opening and closing. Yeah. Um, the only other, like, glitch that I saw was when it first came out. They patched it out a couple of patches into it. But when, when it first came out, there would be times when I would talk to PB on the ship and um, she, I would talk to her and when I finished the dialogue I actually took a picture because I, I still have it but um, when you finished talking to her she would be leaning on a post and after you were done talking to her she would be flipped around and just be leaning onto nothing. What? Look at that. <laughs> yeah, it's saw You gotta that, show me that. It, it, it did that every time. Every time I talked to her on the ship after a mission, she would she would finish the conversation and I'd back away and she'd be flipped around just leaning on air like, what's up? I had two fun glitches. I had one where when I tried to do Jal's loyalty mission, when you jump down from the ship to the planet, uh -huh. I didn't have the Nomad. So it was just repeated screen over and over of my character falling to their death and then respawning at the same point. <laughs> I have this recorded somewhere on my Facebook. And then there's another one that was actually a fun glitch. When you unlock the remnant VI that you can control, it would, if we ended, if I went back to the Tempest after having it active on a planet, it would still be active in the Tempest. Uh -huh. And sometimes it would go around stalking, playing like the enemy music. Like there's something going on, but there isn't. Yeah. It'll just follow me around on the Nexus, spawning all over the place. It just didn't leave. Weird. Now, I'm a fan of Mass Effect. I played 1, 2, and 3. Like I told you guys, I didn't even bother with our Andromeda because of the, the what everyone's talking about, all the information that came out. Now, it is 20 bucks. Is it even worth it for me to play that game? For $20. I'd say $20 is worth it. I agree, twenty bucks for sure. They they fixed a lot of the stuff too. Like they fixed the glitch I was talking about, and while I was playing it, they fixed a lot of the facial tracking stuff, so it didn't look like a robot talking like I was describing before. Yeah. It actually was animated. Okay. It it still wasn't great. Uh -huh. Great dialogue, facial recognition, but it was a lot better. Now uh, on on the show, I'm a I'm a big fan of. Of um, if you're not sure about a game, wait till it drops in price. You know, never pay full price for something if you're not sure about a game. But if you're you're a fan of a series, like you guys were, even me too, of Mass Effect, of course you're spending your sixty dollars to buy this game. And and I think that's the thing that really sucks is you 
all of us are fans of Mass Effect. You two ended up buying it on day one, and you weren't delivered the game you were expecting. Do you think companies like Bioware and EA um, uh, kind of... This game wasn't worth 60 it had a lot of glitches. Do you think that's fair for as a consumer purchasing a game, especially a series that you love like Mass Effect? Not really. I mean, there's games I've seen that didn't have as much work done on them, and they end up changing the price and releasing them at 40 45 I would have probably paid that more so at opening than the 65 I spent. I think if they would have waited another month or two and fixed the glitches, I think it would have been a little bit better. Just having the bugs drove me crazy a little bit. And then, um, I don't know. If they would have, I feel like if they would have made the story a lot more compelling, because it just, I didn't care. Yeah. Like, I just, stuff was happening. Also, I don't know if you, like, the whole thing about having the two, the brother and sister combo, how they were supposed to, when they were advertising, it was like, oh, they're both going to have their own story going on. It's, having what happened to the other one through the whole story and them not becoming relevant until the end of the game. They were relevant for like a five minute portion of a mission and that was it. That was it. The way that it was advertised kind of sounded like, oh, both of the writers are having their own story. And it was true. They both had their own story, but one of them wasn't doing anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'll... Do you want to know what happened to them? Uh, I think if you're listening, if you're listening to this, you don't care, you know. Yeah, it happens within the first like 20 minutes. It's in the beginning. It's it's not something like oh no, it's a spoiler at the end. It's in the very beginning. What happens to the other rider brother or sister? Um, They, uh, I forget how it happens. They they hit their head or something like that, and they spend the vast majority of the game in 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 cryostasis or in a coma. Like what? Yeah, like the whole game. Pretty much the whole game, they're just like... So regardless if you choose to be a male or a female? The other one's in a coma, or whatever whatever they call it. You can talk to them at some point, and it's just like, they don't do much. They really don't, and talking to them and interacting with them doesn't really add much to the story. There's one little mission, and even then, that entire thing could be left out of the game, and you wouldn't miss anything. They really really could have done without it, that little blip where you... Where you play as the other person, and it's just irrelevant. They, they could have left that out. It didn't matter. Yeah. I yeah. mean, in future games, I think it would be cool, since both of them are up and running now, if you're able to co-op, local or multiplayer, and have someone play your sibling, and that can be an optional party member. Especially because they let you design them. Like, you, you design your character, and then you decide you um, design your face and everything for your twin or brother or sister or whatever really? yeah like their whole their whole look and then they just they just <laughs> they're just they're just laying on a table the whole game it's terrible that up sky like the bioware uh, they have said that they're putting mass effect on hold like it's not going to be 
a child they're going to be focusing on or working on at all for we don't know how long. Do you think that's fair? Like, uh, just a little, like, backstory. There's been, there was, like, a Kotaku article. They talked to a few people who worked on uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Even for a game that was in post-production, they didn't have the story completely done yet, which is very uncommon. Sometimes it is common, but not past post-production. They had a lot of different studios working on it from different parts. They're Austin, they're Montreal, um departments they even had to like do other things at other countries like some cg scenes in south africa and india i believe um it seemed like a lot of their b team i don't want to be rude you know but a lot of a lot of the group that worked on mass effect andromeda was said to be the group that worked on the dlc for the other mass effect games they didn't work on the core games but the dlc stuff that you ended up purchasing is the games they worked on um do you think because ea bioware kind of screwed the pooch on this do you think it's fair that they kind of like put mass effect on hold I mean, I understand it, but it doesn't stop me from being disappointed and feeling kind of glitched out as a customer. Uh-huh. I really enjoy the Mass Effect series, and I see the potential that future games could bring, especially after doing all the end game and 100%ing it. There is, op- there is opportunities for DLC, I can see, and for future games, but... Um, EA did say they're not going to be doing DLC for this. I mean, Bioware said they, they're not. There's no DLC planned for the Andromeda. I know. That makes me sad. I feel like there's a lot more in the game that could have been flushed out. But also, I feel like it's something I hope they continue working on. Like, the first Mass Effect game wasn't honestly all that good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. I liked the story, but the rest of it was pretty awful. Yeah. Agreed. Tuck. Perfect. <laughs> so what Sky said was perfect. Uh, we we live in like gaming now. We're all fans of video games. We live in, a, in an era where we find out that information. You know, we find out that how the studios worked, how story wasn't developed up until probably like they really didn't start working on this game. It seems like until the last eighteen months until it released. Um, people knew it wasn't ready. They released it because you could see the pressures like Bioware as a company having someone like EA say, it needs to come out now. We're not spending any more money. You need to release this game. And they know that it's not going to be received well. Um, in the article as well, they ended up saying uh, they had test audiences pretty much like... Um, like a test group to to kind of play the game, review it, and kind of say, what would you review it, and what do you think the Metacritic score will be? Because they need to have at least like an 80% meta score. And a lot of these people are like, oh, it's going to hit 80, so they're fine releasing it. Like, we know all this information. We know the problems they had. Does that matter with the end result game that you ended up getting? Like, does that affect your opinion on Mass Effect, knowing what they had to go through? Or do you think that they should have provided you with a better game than what they, but than what you received? I think they should have held out at least until they fixed the problems with the graphical uh-huh. glitches. Like, if they had held out a little bit longer, been like, hey, it, the game is what it is, but we have to iron out a few things. Like, 
they'd already spent so much time working on it. Is it really so hard to hold out another month or two? Just yeah. to, even if it was another month, like just to hammer it out, fix what little problems that it had, that w- that would have been fine. But I definitely see that they would have. They felt the pressure from EA. Like it had to have been to push it out like that when it had so many problems. It's that's on the publisher. That's not on the developer. I agree. I think they should have held it off at least a few months, though preferably I would have wanted another year of time spent on it. It definitely is not well polished enough, and we've seen before what happens when game companies force their team to push out games. Yeah. Like, what was it, Assassin's Creed Syndicate a few years ago? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was Unity. Unity, Unity, not Syndicate. There we go. That had over, what, like 100 different glitches? yeah ended up refunding people and giving them the chance to purchase a different new release game. Oh, I remember that, yeah. yeah they were doing full refunds on it, like, please, <laughs> please, please, please don't hate us. We, we screwed up. Yeah. It's all wrong. It was. That game was so broken. <laughs> do you guys think that... Do you think Anthem took away the resources from Mass Effect? Yeah, I really do. It looks like they wanted to start jumping on a new train, making a new name for themselves. Because they ended, they haven't made a KOTOR game in years, and it's been Mass Effect and Dragon Age. Anthem, while it looks really cool, I admit when I first saw the videos for it at E3, I felt really shitty as a Mass Effect fan. Mm-hmm. Oh, why? Because of how like, it polished it? Lo- it or it was, looked like they spent more time on it? It was obvious that that was what they really were working on and caring about. Yeah. I think it was um, Andrea Renee who like posted on Twitter. She said, Anthem looks like... Like, it looks like all the the care and the, the extra work went to Anthem instead of Mass Effect. I agree. Like... Because they announced that they were working on a new IP right around bef- a little bit before Mass Effect came out, right? Yeah, yeah. The, like the share, the annual shareholders meetings. They're like, by the way, Bioware's got a new IP that's probably coming out next year. And it's yeah. like, how long have they been working on it to have it coming out the following year? And they're still finishing Mass Effect. It's like, come on, please just finish one thing and then move on to the next. Is it so hard? Apparently it is that hard, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> is Mass Effect Andromeda to you a Mass Effect game I feel like it's more of a side series kind of thing it doesn't feel like it fits in with the trilogy to be honest it feels too different like yeah it's the same kind of universe and we get some of the same aliens but I think what honestly hit mo- closest to home for me was the removal of the Renegade Paragon system yeah Mass Effect has always been a series, despite what people's opinions about the ending of 3 are, a series about choice. And yeah, kick. you're right, yeah. It's impossible to make Ryder a renegade character. It's absolutely fucking impossible. That itself is a, a unique system to Mass Effect on its own, which borrows a lot from you know, the games we liked, like KOTOR, which was the light side, the dark side. That was their version of that game. Um... It seems kind of weird to be to take that option away in a Mass Effect game. Like I'm all for, even if it's a a newest title and a new series, I'm all for change. But I think that is one that it's kind of like if it ain't broke, 
don't fix it or improve on it maybe you know but yeah i agree the renegade paragon system missing really hurt the i feel like the being a specter was a big part of bless you being a specter was really a big part of mass effect 2 and being like essentially galactic police going around trying to save the world instead of in Andromeda where you're really just a, kind of like a colonist being like I need to save these planets so we will live it was a completely different feel to it it felt more like a spin-off than a main Mass Effect game just based off of what you were doing I remember when uh, when the trilogy for Mass Effect was ending um they with Bioware they were really talking about we want to make more games in that universe but we don't want to call it Mass Effect but as we see now they called it Mass Effect and I think that really has to do with marketing and like hey you give it this name people know what it is they'll buy it you know um do you think this game probably would have done better if it wasn't called Mass Effect but it's it was a game like hey this is in the world but we're calling it Open Sphere I don't know I just came into my mind but you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I they, it's, they, it's, it's weird. Because it, it's weird because they did say, we don't want to call the next one Mass Effect. We, but it want, we want it to be in that world, but they ended up doing it anyway. I feel like it could have been hit or miss. Like, they definitely chose Mass Effect for the publicity of it, yeah. which gathered all the fans' attention. But it probably would have benefited if it was, like, Andromeda. A Mass Effect story or something like that where Mass Effect was more of the tagline instead of the main thing I agree if Mass <laughs> Effect was a subtitle or something like that instead of in the main event it would have been a lot more relevant because Mass Effect is in the series is a way to travel between systems and that was not a part of this story either you played the other ones, right? You know what the Mass yeah, I know. Are. Yeah, the yeah, Mass yeah. Those yeah. were not in the. It wasn't in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It wasn't. There was no Mass Effecting. There were, and I think weren't. that's what a lot of fans <laughs> are saying too. Like yeah. it's it's why would why have that? Why? Yeah. You know, in the title, but yeah. I well. mean, I guess the Mass Effect counts because that's how they do have travel that yeah, far yeah, yeah, yeah. by altering mass, but they didn't have the big mass relays. Yeah. yeah. Well. Thanks, guys, for talking about Mass Effect Andromeda. Because even at twenty dollars, I don't think I'll even play this game. Because <laughs> look, I wow. still look. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wait, no. The, wow. the reason I say That's that. A loot crate for that. <laughs> that did. was you. Even wait. Even after. Even you did too. Of course I did. Even <laughs> after how this game burned you for sixty bucks, you still bought the loot crate. Look. I mean, the loot crate pre-orders before the game was released. Yeah. It was in like February. Jesus. <laughs> I didn't get it until a couple weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> okay, so is it like, is it still exciting to get it? Yeah, I mean, the stuff I got was useful. I use my cups and bowls, and I'm currently wearing my hoodie from it. That's true. The cups are fucking amazing. <laughs> the hoodie's cool too, but I have a lot of hoodies already. But those cups <laughs> are legit. Those so cups are legit. They're like the glass with the little twirl on the bottom, and it's branded with one of the bar names on it. Yeah. I like my that- Blasto bowls best. <laughs> so how long until you would actually want to see a Mass Effect? It looks like they're not going to, like I said earlier, they're not going to touch the series for a while. How long would you like to see it away? I think giving it like a good five years. 
to be honest. Like, enough time for them to finish what they're doing on Anthem and maybe start a new game. Yeah, long enough to get a full development cycle and not have it be rushed at the end. Because yeah. I know they're working on Anthem, and whenever they're done with that, they're, because of the nature of it being a multiplayer game, EA, uh -huh. will, EA will probably want them to do DLC for it because they love DLC yeah, at yeah, EA. Yeah. So they'll be like, I want you to finish Anthem and then plan a year's worth of DLC. So figure that into the equation where they finish Anthem, they have a year of DLC, and then probably another two or three years for development at least for for another Mass Effect game because they've already got the engine. They already made it. So they would really need to work on the story and the development of it uh -huh. and making sure it didn't come out broken. Yeah, yeah. Like, th they couldn't put out another one and have the same facial issues. If they did that, it would just be dead in the water. It's just astounding looking at the facial issues of a PS4 game, a game made specifically for the PS4 and Xbox One in newer consoles. Like, I guess PC. <laughs> but, like... When I pick up Horizon Zero Dawn and look at the graphics of that compared to Mass Effect, it's just astounding. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and for me, like, even I've talked about it before, I've talked about it earlier, it just sucks when it was Bioware EA's fault, maybe EA rushing them. It The game didn't come out well, fans didn't react well to it, so their option, or their... Their next next course of action was to okay we're not gonna make any more for a while, like that's not fair. Like what was your plan? Like why are you punishing fans who hey yeah we had a shitty Mass Effect game now we just want you to make a good one, but now they're like well no one wants it so we're not gonna do it for a while. Like that's it was on you dude. Like it was it was your fucking fault. It pisses me off that you're you're kind of punishing the fans. And not be like, you know what? We're going to make another one. We're going to make it great. We're going to put more work into it. And I get it. It's a business. They need to save money. They need to, to go where where the money's at. And they've tarnished their brand. Because now, whenever they do make another Mass Effect game, people are going to be like, well, how glitchy is this one? How crappy is this going to be? You know? Um, me, personally, it's just like that's the only thing that really pisses me off. Because I loved 1, 2, and 3. Yes, 1 wasn't really great they improved it on two and you know what three had a shitty ending but i had like 60 hours of great gameplay and a shitty 15 minutes it's an ending like yeah, yeah, yeah. who's gonna be happy like how often does something end and you're like man that was a great ending no no where, where it yeah. ends and you're like most of the stuff ends you're like damn that's it yeah, yeah that's yeah. all i got yeah i mean the only thing is and like i still liked i still like three the only thing personally for me is they did say all the choices i made from the beginning will affect the ending and technically it didn't no. nothing really mattered and that's the only thing and i get it dude like even i was like oh shit how are they gonna do that but when you played through one two and three you're like oh shit stuff i did in one did carry over to two Oh shit! Stuff stuff I did in one and two carried over to three. Of course they're gonna like every choice. I'm gonna have like a unique ending, and the only unique ending was the different colors. That's all it was. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, any final thoughts on Mass Effect uh, as a series or Mass Effect Andromeda? I hope they eventually pick up the title again and continue with the second one, especially with how it ends. There's definitely a lot they could go with. I'd pick it up at the cheap price it is now. I wouldn't have picked it up when it was 65 if I really knew how bad it was, but it was an entertaining play overall, to be honest. I'd replay it. 
Yeah. I wouldn't. No, yeah, I'm I'm a fanboy. I pay full price for it again. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys no, got loot crate boxes. No shame. I I paid full price for it. Yes, I would do it again just to see how it ended. But at the same time, if you haven't played it and you're a fan of the series, if you can catch it on sale, it and all the Shepherd story doesn't really carry through. In the beginning, they have you pick your shepherd's pronouns, yeah. and that didn't ever matter. They ended up referring to shepherd as they the entire time. It's true. <laughs> it just it, it never mattered. Nothing nothing really carried over, I guess. There was a little bit from Liara here and there. There's a bit from Liara. You hear about the Shadow Broker, and there's like a little bit where slowly it unlocks. If you've never played the Mass Effect trilogy, what was going on, and you can tell exactly where in the timeline Andromeda was and what was going on at that time, but that's like it. It's just slowly throughout the game you find out what's going on. Nothing special. They event, yeah, over the course of the game, you figure out where in the timeline it takes place, which is between the second and the third one. Uh But the people in the story, they don't know what's happening. They like heard of Shepard and they've heard he's gained attention, but they don't know what Shepard's really doing. So, yeah, like you find, do you, should I tell you about, yeah, okay. (laughs) So you eventually find out that the, the whole thing about colonizing another galaxy was because they were afraid of the Reapers. So someone found out that the Reapers were coming. They're like, oh shit, we need to get out of here. So they built this elaborate system to travel to another galaxy and in hopes of evading the Reapers, which turned out not to matter. But (laughs) so yeah, they ran away from the Reapers and the people that are in it didn't really know that the Reapers were a thing. So they're like, oh fuck, everything was gonna die. I I guess that's good that we got out of there, right? But was it worth being in stasis for 500 years? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I would play another Mass Effect game. Like, I want another one. Please make another one. That's... <laughs> you hear that, Bioware? Todd wants one. Make it only for Todd. Just for me. I want one. Yeah. Me too, please. Only for Todd. Sky don't want it. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is three PC on the streets. On the mean, hardcore streets of Ventura County. Thanks for listening. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Lira, with my special guests... Sky and Todd. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Can't just say your name. <laughs> <laughs> and we and we may not be as good as everyone else, but we kind of get the job done later on the streets.
don't remember where I was. Yeah, what did you say? I don't remember. Havarum? Oh, yeah, yeah. Havarum. The planet. Um, so, uh... <laughs> on the streets, that is on the streets. Uh, <laughs> um, God, what was it? Uh, I really hope you picked that up. <laughs> I hope it did too. <laughs> 